Hi, I'm Dane Shiner. And I'm J.V. Hampton Van Sant. And welcome to Wannabe Film Buffs. Where we watch all the movies that we somehow managed to miss until now. Welcome back, humans. Ah. I don't know why I just did that. That was gross. Um, Welcome back, everybody. Yes, hello. Yes. So, if y'all checked out Movie Monday, you will know why we are not doing, oh, I don't know, Forrest Gump today? Uh, Just general reminder, uh, we don't do movies that have three racial slurs in them. Um, That's a general thing. We will then find a movie by the uh by the group that is um by the group that basically was that was faced with that with said slur um so for this we went with a very black movie um (laughs) (laughs) one of the blackest movies i have ever seen um that features what i would basically call uh or who I would basically call a black royalty, um, including Lynn Whitfield, Samuel L. Jackson, Megan fucking good, <laughs> Debbie fucking Morgan. <laughs> like, this is what I'm talking about when I say black royalty. Debbie fucking Morgan is in fact fully black royalty on her own. Um and ro- uh, one of my favorite actors, um and and from the movie Birds of Prey, Journey Smollett Bell, ah, uh, who was ten years old at the time of filming this movie. Yep, we are of course talking about Eve's Bayou, <laughs> which I don't know why I just laughed at that, but I. Like laughing, so I'm like, "Yep, nope that's that's where that's what this is. That is yep. what this movie is." And like, just that being the name doesn't really indicate anything about what this story is, other than it's in Louisiana. Yeah, like for sure in Louisiana. <laughs> oh man! Um, but this one made me super happy that we got a chance to do it. Um, I. I had not seen this movie before watching it, but it's on like the list of like, it's again on the list of very black movies that I needed to see. And I was so happy that I had a moment where I could be like, we're going to do this one. Um, (laughs) Oh, it doesn't at all relate to the previous, like it doesn't at all relate to Forrest Gump, except that it mildly takes place in the South. Um, Yeah. Or like insofar as like Forrest Gump, like takes place in the South. Um, but yeah, so yeah, let's dive into this a little bit. So, um, uh, let's see here. It was, uh, released in 1997, uh, written and directed by Cassie Lemons. Um, uh, JV, should we talk about what we're doing for movie Monday for this one? Oh, fuck. What are we doing for movie Monday for this one? Harriet. Oh, Harriet, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're going to oh, do right. Harriet for the movie. Right. <laughs> yes, I forgot, like, I, I had completely forgot that we said that. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's <laughs> been a long few days. 
um, listeners, at the time of recording yesterday, I I had to moderate a Zoom event that had 150 people in it. Ooh! Yeah. Um, it was incredible. Um, and it was a dialogue about how people can, uh, how to be actively anti-racist. Um, the link to that will probably be somewhere, not necessarily in this, but probably on my profile somewhere. Cool. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, so I'm fucking tired and I have done a lot in the last few days. So I forgot that we had that conversation, but I'm glad we did because that is also like another movie that is on that list of things that I need to see. Granted, that one is also combined with some things that I heard about it that were super problematic, but I'm excited to know and see for myself whether or not those are true. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Whoop, sorry, I just hit my microphone. Um, <laughs> so, so um, no Oscars, but it did win um, some awards at the American Black Film Festival, which then was named the Acapulco uh, Black Film Festival. Uh, it won Best Film. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, best Director and Best Actor for Samuel L. Jackson. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know that I would have given it to him necessarily, but mm, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> that means sure. Um, it uh, brought the Broadcast Film Critics Awards. Um, Journey Smollett won for uh, Best Child Performance. Mm -hmm. um, outstanding Directorial Debut from the National Board of Review Awards. Mm. Rightfully so. Yeah. Um also it's funny that this is her first movie. Like it it yeah. is I it's so amazing for a first movie and just a masterclass in a well-written movie. Like oh, spoilers for how I feel about it. Um, <laughs> uh and uh Independent Spirit Awards, uh best first feature, um and best supporting female uh actress I'm imagining is the follow-up to that yeah. from Debbie Morgan. Um Samuel Jackson, best actor. That is still funny for me. Um, and best film makes fucking sense for this movie, too. San Diego uh, Film Critics Society Awards. Uh, Journey Smollett won for best supporting actress, which feels weird to me. Yeah, she... I wouldn't... She was the star of this. I don't know that I would have called her supporting actress. Yeah. I would say she fucking earned... Um, I would say that she genuinely would have fucking earned um like best lead actress in this because fuck my god she was incredible. Yeah, she was like this was nominated for a bunch of NAACP Image Awards. Um it did not win any of them sadly, but like literally everybody was fucking nominated and it stood out as like the the highest grossing um indie film because this also is an indie film which i think is interesting yeah uh, yeah oh yeah also, um i forgot to mention it was nominated for uh best soundtrack too oh yeah yes it was mm -hmm. soundtrack huh yeah, yeah, like, it It was one of those things where I almost didn't give give it a point for that, but I wound up giving it a point because I did feel that way. Yeah. Like, it, it, I just had to come around to it, ultimately. Um, yeah, and um, I guess one of the most, oh, hold on, 
this one made Time's list of the uh, in uh, February two thousand eight um, of Time Magazine's list of the twenty five most important films on race. Okay, which I think is interesting, considering it does not actually discuss race. Um, which like it doesn't discuss race other than they are like other than it's just a film that's got black people in it which mm. isn't a discussion about race but all right <laughs> whatever fine time like i don't know that like on the surface that seems like a good thing but then you get to it and you're like wait a minute the fuck <laughs> that don't make no damn sense like oh it's fine it got um positive reviews from roger ebert yeah, he said it was the best film of 1997. Which is high goddamn praise, because if I recall, he is known for, like, not liking shit. Uh, yeah, he's he's a pretty harsh critic. Or was. He's dead now. Yeah, he's he been dead since 2013, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, oof, I'm kind of glad that he... Well, I'm not glad that he died. I'm just glad that he missed a lot of the movies that came out after he died. Uh, just because, uh-huh. oof. there's some real bad movies that came out after he died okay um but no like i i think it earned it um and it also in 2018 uh was selected by the library of congress for preservation in the national film registry for being culturally historically um slash aesthetically significant which is a fucking amazing accolade to receive yeah holy shit yeah all right, so let's dive into this plot synopsis, which today is coming from Wikipedia. Everyone, let that let us note that that is where this is coming from. It's sort of kind of important that we mention that for Wikipedia specifically, mm-hmm. more because, like it, we've said before, that previously these summaries have come from IMDb, um, but now it's in, it, because this is different. It's just important to note that there actually isn't much of a plot synopsis for this on imdb actually yeah, it's mostly like a uh, half synopsis <laughs> yep which is unfair and weird uh but here we are mm-hmm. all right so i'll start us off sure um eve batiste uh which is journey so good for her um a 10 year old girl lives in a prosperous creole american family in or community, sorry, in Louisiana with her younger brother Poe and older sister Cecily in the 1960s. Their parents are Roz and... Uh, was his name Louis or Louis? I forgot. I think it was Louis. I think it's... It, you know what? It truly is because of the last movie that we just recorded that I want to say Louis anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and also because they are in louisiana so it feels like it would be louis so um their parents are Roz and louis a well-respected doctor in uh, louisiana's quote-unquote colored community um who claims descent from the french aristocrat who founded the town of eve's bayou um eve being named for the woman that the bayou is named after anyway um 
one night after a raucous party, Eve accidentally witnesses her father having sex with Maddie Moreau, um, who is a family friend. However, Cecily, who has a very affectionate relationship with her father, convinces Eve that she misinterpreted the innocent moment. The unreliability of memory and observation remain important themes throughout the film. The summer quickly becomes a chaotic and stressful one for the Batiste family. Eve's relationship with her parents becomes more strained as she discovers more evidence of her father's serial infidelity. Cicely comes into conflict with both her sister and mother as she enters puberty and tries to navigate the difficult transition to adulthood, particularly with regard to her appearance and sexuality. Roz eventually begins to suspect her husband's infidelity, prompting conflict between the two as well. During the chaotic summer, Eve often seeks refuge with her aunt Moselle. Uh, who's played by Debbie Morgan, a.k.a. royalty and amazing, um, who works as a psychic counselor, quote-unquote, um, and has had three husbands who all died violently, the most recent having died in a car crash. Eve, who has a premonitory dream shortly before the accident occurs, is told by Moselle that the gift of second sight runs in their family. Moselle's gift also brings her into direct conflict with Elzora, a fortune teller and possible witch with similar abilities. When asked for when asked for a reading by Roz, Elzora implies that an unexpected quote unquote solution to her problem will arise, but to wait and look to her children in the meantime. When Moselle grudgingly um, makes a similar request, Elzora cruelly tells her that she is a black widow um, whose future husbands will suffer the same fate as her previous ones. Meanwhile, Eve, frustrated by her father's infidelity, begins to act out, bringing her into conflict with other members of her family. Cecily begins to behave strangely, as well as isolating herself from the family after experiencing her first period. Cicely later confides in Eve the secret behind her strange mood. She tells her that one night, after their parents had a vicious argument, Cicely went to comfort her father and he, while drunk, attempted to drunk, sorry, attempted to molest her. Enraged, Eve seeks out Elzora to commission a voodoo doll to put a fatal curse on her father. Correction, a voodoo spell. Voodoo spell, yeah. There wasn't she wanted a doll and expected a doll, but it was not. Yep. Super important clarification. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, <laughs> Real important plot point, because woo, girl. Holy shit. Um, all right. So while on her way to visit the witch, Eve runs into Lenny Moreau and questions him about his teaching job that keeps him away from home. In the conversation, she alludes to a possible tryst between his wife, Maddie, and her father. A moment of spectacular acting. My <laughs> God. Like, that specific moment had me, like, sitting there like, oh, this child, this mischievous-ass child, oh my God. Like, I was, I was freaking out. It was, I would like to add that mm -hmm. um, 
while yes, Journey Small Bell was 10 while this movie was made, this was also her second feature film. Yeah. And in the first one, I guess she didn't have like a giant role in it. Yeah. I, I didn't really look into that one, but like this is for sure the one that like she had the most to do in. Mm-hmm. Prior to this, she'd been only an actor on TV with her family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Do do do. Eve is under the impression she's going to receive a voodoo doll of her father. When returning to the witch to get her doll, she is informed that there is no doll, and that, per her request, a curse had been placed on her father. Now, in an attempt to save him, Eve rushes to bring her father home, finding him at a bar chatting with Maddie Moreau. Hmm... At the same time, a drunken Lenny arrives to take Maddie home. After a confrontation, Lenny and Maddie leave the bar. And Lenny tells Louis that he will kill him if he talks to Maddie again. After Louis says goodbye to Maddie, like a fucking asshole, Lenny shoots and kills Louis. Exactly as he fucking said he was going to. Yep. (laughs) So, well, mm. Uh, after her father's funeral Eve soon finds a letter which her father wrote to Mazel disputing the accusations in it he claims that Cicely had come to him that night and kissed him first as a daughter and then as a lover in his drunken state he reacted violently slapping her and pushing her to the ground which made her angry with him Eve confronts Cicely and uses her second sight to discover what really happened. It ends with the sisters holding hands, gazing at the sunset. I have to say also that last like scene, one of the things that I liked about it the most it like when you really sit down and examine that ending and the the letter mm-hmm. and what he said in the letter. That did not make sense. Like, the way he claimed it would have happened would not, under any circumstances, have made sense. (laughs) Like, it just wouldn't have. Like, and for a minute there, you sort of a little bit think that it could make sense. But then you immediately realize, no, his reaction specifically doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like the way he reacts to it would not make sense. Um, it's just not how that's just not how that would have gone. Like, so it sort of highlights the importance of believing women when they tell you things, mm-hmm. which is important. And I think that like just at the end of the day, it's important to um, just important to like to believe what um to believe what someone who's been the victim of assault like says it's just it's a very important thing to do and also given the rest of her behavior it's all in line with what uh with what a person would experience which i thought was just a a beautiful way of tying that in and one of the reasons why uh sometimes it's just better when uh women actually are the ones who write women in movies um just gonna throw that the fuck out there um it just it it winds up making a lot more sense um 
Megan Good was I, I don't remember how old Megan Good was in this movie, but uh just gonna double check real quick. Um so this movie was filmed around 96 97. Um I would estimate probably 96. Oh fuck. Oh fuck, she was born at Wow, she was born at 81. Jesus Christ. Looking at her face and the fact that she was born in 91 is, or sorry, 81 is wild. (laughs) Like, Jesus Christ. Like, okay, so by the time of this movie, she would have been like 16. Or, yeah, she would have been 16 at the time of this movie. Um, At the time of this movie being released. So 15 during the recording of it, probably. Probably. Definitely. The answer is definitely. <laughs> she would have been 15 during the recording of this movie because, like, she would have turned um, 16 about two months before this movie was released. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, I say that to say two of the best acting performances that I have seen from somebody under the age of 16, mm-hmm. like, at the time of filming. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Amazing. Amazing. So that goes into the pros category. Mm. So the pros category that I got for this is, fuck, my God, that's amazing. The, um, the, the fact that this little girl, that, that <laughs> the fact that Journey, this little girl, is able to, to handle these hard topics that were coming up mm-hmm. and also simultaneously be able to do wild things like be able to cry on command at age like at such a young age is wild to me because yep. I just learned that three years ago like <laughs> I just learned that acting skill three years ago <laughs> And I still struggle with it. But this bitch is tan and able to, like, oh, my God, it's wild. So that, um, Lisa Nicole Carson went on to be on Allie McBeal, and she was the best character in Allie McBeal, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Anyway, um, (laughs) that's just also an important thing to me. Also, it is very clear for me to draw a line from how uh, Journey Smollett was in this movie to... Um, Birds of Prey being the last movie that I saw her in where she was one of my favorites during which actually the interim time she was also in True Blood which I previously mentioned in the last episode on Movie Monday bam anyway connecting (laughs) multiple topics just across line however she played a werepanther in that I believe werepanther yeah True Blood gets real fucking wild let me tell you there are fairies it's a wild time it's great um oh god um also in the pros category a portrayal of voodoo that is actually accurate to what what you would experience and see okay and how it should be portrayed in most things rather than how you see it in any movie directed and written by white people hmm hmm it's almost like, it's almost like just a little bit that, like, that the religion of black people tends to scare white people a lot. Hmm. 
Interesting. Fucking interesting. Anyway, I, similar things can be said about just witchcraft in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, like, most of these movies are made in a country that has an intense Christian history. Uh-huh. And just, like, oh, God, I don't have time. But, like... Yeah. <laughs> my, like, we ain't got time for that. <laughs> like, my very, very white self doesn't know anything about voodoo, so I just keep my mouth shut. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Separate from previous conversations we've had, <laughs> where, like, I mean, like, because functionally, this is just generally what it looks like, which is also funny because it's just literally the same shit that you would see. Like, this is the same shit you would see at, like, I'm pretty sure we saw somebody reading fucking palms at the, at the fucking, what, what yeah. was the thing we went to over the summer? Um, yeah. Yeah, we did see someone read palms. And did she not technically read somebody's palm a little bit in this movie? Like, it was basically the same. Like, And that's the wild thing that always makes me chuckle slightly, which is that when these things are brought into a movie, it fully depends on the person that is delivering it and the way that they're, like, shown to be delivering it. like. Is even though Elzora is like in this white face paint during that whole first section in a way that is like that honestly looks a little wild until you realize like, oh yeah, no, that's a that's fine. Like it looks a little crazy for a minute, but then you're like, oh. I mean, I guess, sure. And also the way they sort of like explain it a little bit, um, or it's not even ever explained, it just sort of is a thing. But like when she's at home. You know, she just sort of looks kind of regular. Mm-hmm. Elzora, I mean, looks sort of regular. Yeah. Um, but then when she at the market, she look like she she's put on this look so that it makes her look a little more quote unquote authentic to what um to what people who are searching for a fortune teller might be looking for. So similarly, it it just makes me think of the fact that like, yeah, um. On like a market like the one that they were on, the yeah you she would just be there, like she would be there like that, dressed in a way that would possibly add credibility to her ability to do what she does, despite the fact that that's not what it would that you don't need to look like that to do it, as is evidenced by uh by Moselle. And her being able to do the literal same thing. I don't know. Oh, I did appreciate the bit where um, Aunt Moselle definitely, like, did a little voodoo on the side and, like, gave somebody a Greek Greek bag. <laughs> and gave somebody a Greek Greek bag. And then immediately Eve was like, is that actually going to help her? And she's like, girl, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, that made me, I was so happy. Like, I was like, whoa. That's a mood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really liked Mazelle's character in this. I loved her. I did too. Oh my god. That whole speech, first of all, that speech where she was like, he loved me the most of all. And then she went through explaining that whole goddamn thing. Okay. If that's not the most a master class in explaining like a full backstory for somebody. Yeah. In like 
in a showing, not telling way, yeah. and an effective way to utilize a single gunshot. Ooh. Ooh. Like, it's just so amazingly filmed, amazingly written, and you fucking feel it. Holy shit, yeah. Oh, I felt that moment. It was wild. <laughs> oh, man. It was good. It was so good. And, like, she was my favorite character in this. There was a moment where they call her crazy, which I thought was kind of funny. But then, like, which also, um, oh, I think it is important to maybe sort of point out that um, Roz is married into Louise's family. Um, so Roz, uh, the relationship between Roz and uh, Moselle is that they are sisters-in-law. Mm-hmm. I just felt like pointing that out because that's not really mentioned in here. Okay. Um, but uh it's sort of one of the one of the interesting things is when um when um oh god when eve is like is uh starting to you know push back a little bit because her daddy being a trifling motherfucker um <laughs> she and and moselle just sort of pulls her aside and it's like Bitch, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, why, why are you talking to your mama like that? Why are you doing that? You think that's helpful? And I was like, ooh, <laughs> like for every moment of this movie was relatable and identifiable to me, and I was like, yeah, no, that's real, that's real. I also like, I mean, I don't know that I've ever had that exact moment. Oh, also something really interesting about like, um, when Sicily like has experienced has experienced having her first period and the fact that like and the simple fact that eve knew what had happened mm-hmm. and what it meant is a thing that i think is kind of important and it's important to point those things out the reason it's important to point out is what that means is there is effective sex education occurring at that particular moment in time she was not made to be afraid of the fact that that happened yeah necessarily it was just a thing that happened mm-hmm. which i think speaks to pretty often the way like one of the things that um that i ab- appreciate a lot about about just i don't know about um sort of this aspect of southern blackness um that that like that partially is a is there because of voodoo and the fact that voodoo is while there's a lot of patriarchy within it has a lot like is also pretty matriarchal as well it's actually a much more egalitarian divide as far as things are concerned as far as a religion is concerned which i appreciate a lot yeah yeah i mean as are most pagan religions which yeah well there's a there's a fun thing to point out there but anyway um i don't know it's almost like (laughs) it's almost like christianity fuck shit up anyway um moving away moving away from that swiftly um but yeah those were my two my my pros and i'm gonna be real with y'all i have zero cons for this movie it it was an exact like perfect length yeah i didn't have many big cons either like shit i didn't even have small ones like i don't i truly don't have any like this is my like a movie that i fucking love and that I'm so happy to have seen and that I will see again at some point for mm-hmm. sure. Oof. 
like i'm gonna be real this is definitely a movie i'm gonna show to people on dates <laughs> yeah like on like the third date just to see how they like respond to it mm. On the first date, I will show them Birds of Prey, and their reaction to that will show whether or not we're having a second date. <laughs> On the second date, we're probably not going to watch a movie. Uh, honestly, we definitely not going to watch a movie at that point. Um, but then the third time around, we go and watch this movie, and it, it will determine whether or not that continues at all, their response to it. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, man. This is just as to such an interesting movie yeah it's a good one definitely yeah thought-provoking so ratings i'm ready you ready uh same yes let's go uh plot um yeah um for a very family-centric movie um this actually had a lot going for it right it kept like- it kept me interested and engaged, which is uh, really hard to do with these kind of movies. <laughs> I think it helps that it's not very long either. Oh God, yeah. It's like the, it's an it's a hundred and nine minutes, and girl, that is a perfect length for a lot of movies. A lot of the other movies that we talk about could benefit from being a hundred and nine minutes and not. 250 minutes long yep not that any of them are actually 250 minutes but like two hours and 50 minutes is a is too long for a fucking movie it just is and like that's anyway anyway i'm gonna stop going off on that rant but yeah got a point for me on that one all right uh two pacing well we yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot of the <laughs> well the time bit that we just talked about yeah um, acting characters. Uh, yes, this cast did a really fucking good job. As honestly, I knew they would. Because <laughs> literally by this point, every person in this movie, with the exception of the literal children, are tried and tested actors at this yep. point. Like, and then you get into what the kids have been doing. Mm-hmm. And they had already started acting. Like they, they, none of them were like super, super duper new to acting. Just a little bit new to um, the big screen, mm-hmm. which is also cool. Also, I do appreciate that um, that Poe was played by uh, Journey's younger brother. Dave. Oh yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. That that whole family is a family full of actors, and it's it's real cute. No, right? Yeah. It also includes Jesse Smollett, but. We'll get, we won't talk about that. Oh, fuck, I forgot. (laughs) Yeah, like, I also appreciate that nobody else in the family ever really brought it up. Yeah. They ain't talked about it over this full fucking year. Like, it's a little crazy. I blame them. (laughs) I wouldn't either, but, like, it is an interesting, oh, I have a whole second set of thoughts pertaining to that. (laughs) Yeah, anyway. All right, uh, writing. Yeah, I, it, I couldn't not give it a point for this. Like, yeah, this definitely this uh did not this definitely did not waste words, but also used them very effectively when talking about an entire family's worth of characters. Oh yeah, and the way oh god, it's it's beautifully written in like specifically when we're getting to Aunt Moselle and the way that she says things and like how all of that goes. Oh god, yeah. Ooh. 
Oh god! Also, when she got in a fight with Elzora, I like <laughs> felt that like deeply in my core, and I was like, oh, <gasps> like, like fully pulled back from the screen. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> like I was nervous. I was nervous. Spells were about to be thrown. <laughs> oh man! Uh, soundtrack. Uh, soundtrack. Um, yes, I thought this was a really good soundtrack. Um, was not expecting this to have a soundtrack that I will deeply enjoyed. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, I'm a sucker for strings. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, music by Terrence Blanchard, apparently. Um, it's a jazz trumpeter. So there's that. Um, cool. Right. Um, and I, oh, for this one, I initially almost didn't give it a point. And the reason I am is because like the only issue that I even slightly had with it is any time the children like came onto screen, I thought the like the way that the the sort of theme that accompanied a lot of the sort of child antics was a little weird and dis and like it was weird in how it came up. Okay. But then but I also realized that any time it came up, it was because the kids were in the scene. So like it made sense. Yeah. So I it it just struck me a little bit weird, but there was no reason for it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give it the point anyway. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Uh directing. Uh yes, this is a a directorial debut, and holy shit, you would not be able to tell. Oh my god. It blo- it blows like any other directorial debut out of the fucking water. It is incredible. Like Jesus Christ. Like again, this movie is kind of a masterclass in directing, in like in writing alone. It's a sort of it, it's a masterclass in acting and directing and writing. Uh, I will just uh, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Mm. Uh, cinematography. Uh, fuck yeah, there were some great fucking shots in this movie. Um, particularly the, not necessarily the flashback, mm-hmm. but Nadelle's story about her husband. Oh, that was fucking gorgeous. And, oh, but also the way that any of the visions happened. Oh God. Yeah. Was like, just so beautiful in that it was like, oh, but you know what they a little bit reminded me of though? What? <laughs> They a little bit reminded me of the Lord of the Rings sequence that we went on about for a oh while. Oh my god! Fellowship. <laughs> I think you, but in color schemes. <laughs> like they did better because they didn't try to do like a floating head that like started to fade into the background. Like they didn't do that, but like it, it was the way that the flashbacks occurred that just sort of were, I don't know, They it, it reminded me of it, but then I was like, ah, but this movie is from 1997. It makes sense that that would be there. <laughs> it didn't make sense in the early 2000s when we could do better than that and with a movie that had a higher budget. Oof. But yeah, I really, I fucking loved it. And the way that even his death, like um, even um, uh, uh, Louis' death was shot, mm-hmm. It was shot actually in a way that I thought he was going to fall under the train tracks, which didn't happen, but yeah. fully thought it was gonna. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was all, it was filmed in such a way that it also wasn't graphic. Yeah. Like anytime somebody died, it wasn't graphic. And they even sh- like had a child get hit by a car and that wasn't graphic. Yeah. However, did your heart tense up when that happened? 
Um, a bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> Fully thought it was Poe the whole time until they showed that it absolutely wasn't. Yeah, I thought it was Poe. <laughs> yeah, that was why, like, my heart froze. I'm like, it's Poe, oh my god. And I was like, oh, it ain't Poe, because we got more of this movie to happen, and that would be a movie-stopping moment, despite the fact that Poe doesn't, like, say anything. Um, also, just the moment afterward where they're, like, cheering because it wasn't one of the family that got hit by a car. <laughs> That was, and then the ma, the the grandmare is there. Like, it is wrong. Yeah, celebrate the de- and she says it in Creole first, and then yeah, I was like, ooh, but at but but when she said it in Creole, even if you didn't have subtitles, you knew exactly what the fuck she said and meant. Yep, <laughs> like you remove the writing, and it makes perfect fucking sense what happened in that moment i mean i don't have subtitles on this so (laughs) oh well i always watch this with subtitles but the subtitles just had it the subtitles had it written out as it would have been written in french not in creole which is kind of funny but it's fine whatever (laughs) but yeah and then it had she said it again and it was a direct translation in the next line that she said yeah so yeah Mm -hmm. uh so we were on immersion um, pretty sure we were we talked about that already that this had no problem keeping our attention. Oh yeah. No, this was mm-hmm. Nope. Engaged. Engaged the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh rewatchability. I'm gonna watch it again. <laughs> Confirmed. I'm watching this again. <laughs> um I feel I got what I needed from this movie. Like, there's nothing about this movie that, like, for me personally, warranted multiple viewings. Um, Fair enough. But, like, that does not diminish, like, what this movie did because the fact that this movie was so effective in its storytelling that I do not need to watch it a second time does say something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for me, it's not that I need to. It's that I want to. Yeah that I absolutely want to watch it again. Not because I feel like I missed anything, because I know I fucking didn't. Like, I know I didn't miss anything, but it's just done so perfectly that I'm like, I want to see this again, because, like, it's gonna, like, it. I know it's a movie that's gonna make me feel, it's gonna make me think, and it just, it's gonna also remind me of, like, things that I love just about Black people, <laughs> just generally. That I love about my people. Oh. I'm so excited. Yeah, like it makes me happy. Also makes me think about Louisiana and the fact that I was supposed to go for my birthday and that I didn't. Anyway, fine, whatever. Not going to bring that breakup up again. Anyway. um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, 10 overall enjoyability, fun, provocative, and meaningful thought of emotion. Yeah, this was was good. I enjoyed it a lot. Fuck yeah. Uh, Yeah, for me, that gives it a 9 out of 10. It gave me a 10 out of 10, which I think is, is that the first time that happened for me? I think that's the first time that's happened for me for any movie that we've covered thus far. Uh, I think. With the, oh wait, with the exception of 12 Angry Men, but I forgot which version of it. I think it gave the remake a 10. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So with the exception of 12 Angry Men, this is this is the the one that gets a 10 out of 10 for me. I fucking loved it and I will watch it again. And I'm so impressed with everybody that was in this movie. I also feel like Megan Goods should get better roles in movies. 
Like just generally speaking, like because she she hasn't really gotten a lot of great roles since this. Uh, I haven't seen her in anything else, so you didn't see Shazam, did you? No, I did not. <laughs> She's been Shazam. I did not see Shazam. I have only for the DC movies I've seen. I've only seen Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. Huh. Wild. Wild. Well, hmm. Wow. Um, (laughs) I mean, well, yeah, like, well, okay, well, Shazam is worth watching. It was fun. Mm -hmm. Like, in a way that, in the way that Birds of Prey was also really fun. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's very fun. But, um, if I, oh, wait a minute. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. No, she's like, it's wild. Like the controversy she's had has been a little bit wild, but, um, she, oh, you know what? I feel a little weird about her. She's like extremely christian christian um which makes me feel slightly weird about her but eh, it's fine (laughs) oh fuck she was in friday girl she was in friday shit (laughs) anyway that's (laughs) gonna that's fine um but no she like like the only other movie that i'd seen her in that i remembered um was deb's which is from 2004. Which is about lesbians. Um, it was a... It wasn't a great movie, but it is a cult classic. That is what I will say about it. All right. Anyway. Um, but also just, like, it's a... You know what it is? It's Charlie's Angels, but with lesbians. Okay. Like that's the only way I can describe it, and it's it's good because of that. But anyway, that was the only other thing that I had like seen her in. Like, and that's all that. And like, shit, I saw that in like two thousand four. Eh, well, anyway, um, but she like I don't I don't I feel like she should get better roles in things, but well, maybe not. Also, I don't know. It's I'm up in the air. It doesn't really matter. Oh fuck, she was in Moesha. Huh. Anyway. Very black things I've mentioned. Anyway, that's fine. Um I really liked her in this and uh I but of course, as with as should come as exactly no surprise to anybody, I really like my favorite person in this entire thing is Jerry Smollett Bell, um, and that that surprises nobody. It surprises exactly nobody. Um, I can see the direct line between this and Birds of Prey, like for sure. Oh, I, oh shit! I just realized she got a divorce recently. Oh, oh, I'm sorry to hear that for her, but well, I'm sure she's happy, so that's good. I guess. I don't know. Fuck that. But anyway, um, I, she's also booked and busy and about to be on another show in a minute. Um, and I forgot what the name of that show is. Uh, Lovecraftian County? 
Yep, there we go. Lovecraft. Yeah, Lovecraft. Yeah, Lovecraft County. She's going to be in that. I will be watching that. Um, she's just a gorgeous human being, and that's super cool. But yeah, uh, she's also very great in Birds of Prey, mm-hmm. and she also is has been a an act. Oh, been um, what's it called? What is the word? Uh, advocate like an advocate and sort of like standing up for um for uh for hiv and aids research and things oh cool yeah so that is good um yeah i i fully am actually about to write like later this weekend about to write a um a an article type thing about like why her role in Birds of Prey is exactly what, like, why that specifically, um, like, what that specifically sort of, um, what that means in relation to what we're seeing right now with the movement and whatnot. Okay, nice. Yeah, I'm excited to write that. It, it'll it be... I I don't know how it's going to work. It's sort of like the way I was going to write it was going to be a fake interview. (laughs) Like a sort of faux interview with that version of the Black Canary. Um, But just because like it, uh, it has a lot to do with how her superpower works. And the fact that. I'll tell you off, Mike. <laughs> anyway, um, but for now, um, everyone, I recommend watching this movie if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, uh, the, um, be well. Do as much good work as you possibly can. Um, um, I was going to say turn up to something very specific, but it doesn't make sense to say the thing I was thinking of, actually. Um, so... Uh, I was gonna say turn up to Princess and the Frog, but that feels weird. <laughs> um, I can't think of something to say there for what to turn up to, other than turn up to some black slow jams from the early two thousands. <laughs> yeah, actually, that yeah, that's it. Turn up to some black slow jams from the early two thousands. Anyway, um, and. Of course, stay safe out there. Woohoo! Yeah. Bye. Bye.